Hello, my friends. This is Andy and Hedia coming live from Orange County, California. How are you? Are you playing the background music? Yeah, how do you like our background music? This is kind of cool. I don't know. It's a little distracting during a devotional, no? Well, it's just for the opening as we introduce ourselves. Hello. Hello. Welcome to Night Talk. <laughs> Hedia and Andy. <laughs> Are you okay. ready for your relationship? <laughs> I don't know what that means. <laughs> but give us a call. We'll help you with whatever's going on. Your <laughs> it's a little early for this. Holy yes. <laughs> Moving on. <laughs> oh, sorry we couldn't come on last night. We, uh, I was quite busy. Yes. You were at church. I was at church. We were separated. Oh. I know. That you were meeting with Jack and all your highfalutin people. Oh, right. Um, I was busy at the crazy school board meeting. That didn't it, come to fruition. Well, it did. The, 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 the district superintendents and the other three, I'll be nice, school board members, that's what you want to call them, they fled the room because they didn't want to hear what we had to say. The other two, mm. the, the very fine school board members that we got voted in, stuck around and we had a little town hall. Fantastic. It was amazing. So, oh, I didn't, oh man, I, didn't, I was so busy with the music. I forgot this here. I'm, I'm Andy, this is Hedia. And uh, up here is the, um, the California Parent Alliance. Go there and subscribe and follow us. And we have a Facebook page too. But go to the Facebook, not the second. After our show, go to California Parent Alliance uh, page uh, on Facebook. Is that where you have your, uh, the video of the town yeah. hall? You'll see the video Great. from yesterday's uh, the town hall and some of the stuff. That's what I was busy doing. And it just went on and, and we weren't able to do our devotional. So thank you for your patience and understanding. How are you, Hedia? You look amazing. Where are you going tonight? I'm going to dinner with my husband. Oh, look at I got dressed up too. Yes. I couldn't let you go out like that. I normally wear a t-shirt. And um, you know, this has really been a strange period in my life. Oh yeah? Yes. How so? Because Other than getting married yet again. <laughs> That's not so strange. <laughs> yeah, that's, that's normal yes but I, i'm wearing clothes a lot before i met you i didn't really wear clothes i wore flip-flops and shorts uh, occasional tank top oh yeah <laughs> i haven't seen you in a tank top i know i don't I know, know how i'd feel since about i met that. you i've not worn my captain america tank top wow yes i mean you got a great body it's not like i think that see that it's a 10 pound puppy in a five pound bag but i don't know how i'd feel about it Grown man in a tank top. <laughs> All right, I'll wear it tomorrow. Okay. All right, we're reading from <laughs> Smith Wigglesworth Devotional. Uh, did I get rid of the? Yes, I did. Uh, for January twentieth. You know why I liked uh, January twentieth? Because twenty is the the number that I wear when I play hockey. Ah. Yeah. Good to know. That number forever. Uh, and who's commenting? Ingrid Shank. Nice to see you. <laughs> Hi, Ingrid. Oh, my gosh, Ingrid. Oh, my gosh. Ingrid, you would have loved our um, school board meeting last night. Um, and Yeah, the, check this, out the videos. This is the second one that they – this one lasted two minutes. Oh, goodness. The one before that lasted four minutes before the uh, tyrants walked out, banged the gavel, and she ended it illegally. Uh, we're contacting the DA's office. Uh, there's a lot going on. We've been so busy over here. At the Placentia Open School District, we got attorneys involved. We got uh, it's it's something else. But uh, Ingrid, nice to see you, and thanks for joining us. Um, the Living Fearless Devotional for today, for January twentieth, is called "Born of God." 
The reference is John 1, 12 through 13, and it says, as many as received him, to them he gave the right to become children of God, born not of blood, nor of the will of the flesh, nor of the will of man, but of God. Amen. The scripture reading is Romans 5, 8 through 5, 2. 4, 8. Oh, sorry. Sorry. Romans 4, 8 through 5, 2. That's why I have you on this. <laughs> catch all these little things that I do. all right uh smith says in this devotional i see before me <laughs> i did it again this is a weird sentence because i think at first he's, te- he's speaking irish he's not i see before me faces i know and i can tell that these people are born of god sometimes i see that this power of god within us is greater when we are weak than when we are strong just as this power in abraham grew stronger as his body grew weaker Looking at him, Sarah would shake her head and say, I never saw anybody so thin and weak in a tank top and helpless in my life. No, Abraham, I have been looking at you and you seem to be going right down. But Abraham refused to look at his own body. Or Sarah's. Or Sarah's. (laughs) I wonder what Sarah looked like. He believed that the promise would happen. Suppose you come for healing. You know as well as possible that according to the natural life, there is no virtue in your body to give you that health. You also know that the ailment from which you suffer has drained your life and energy so that there is no help at all in you. But God says that you will be healed if you believe. It makes no difference how your body is. It was exactly the helplessness of Sarah and Abraham that brought the glorious fact that a son was born. And I want you to see that what sort of a son he was. He was the son of Abraham. His seed is the seed of the whole believing church, innumerable as the sands on the seashore. Mm. God wants us to know that there is no limitation with him. And he wants to bring us to a place where there will be no limitation in us. This state would be brought about by the working of the omnipotent in the human body, working in us continually the one who is greater than any science or any power in the world and bringing us into the place to comprehend God and man. Some of you would like a touch in your bodies. Some, some would like a touch in your spirit. Some would like to be baptized in the Holy Spirit. Some want to be filled with God's power. It is there for you. Now come into a position of faith. I want you, I want you to see that you can be healed if you hear the word. Some people want healing. Maybe some need salvation. Maybe others want sanctification and the baptism of the Holy of the Spirit. Romans 5.2 says that it is by faith that we have access into grace. Grace is omnipotence. It is activity, not uh, benevolence and mercy. It is truth, perfection, and God's inheritance in the soul that can believe. Grace is God. You open the door by faith, and God comes in with all you need and want. Amen. It cannot be otherwise, for it is of faith that it might be according to grace. It cannot be by grace unless you say it will be so. This is believing, and most people want healing by feeling. It cannot be. Some even want salvation on the same lines. And they say, oh, if only I could feel I was saved. It will never come that way. So God brings you to hear the scriptures, which can make you wise into salvation which can open your understanding and make you so that if you will hear the truth, you will go out with what you want. Then you have power to shut the door and 
power to open the door to healing. The thought for today, three things work together. The first is faith. Faith can always bring the second thing, fact. And fact can always bring the third thing, joy. Nice. That's a, That's a good one. That's a good one. Hey, David Everett. I'm glad you're Hi, listening. David. Hey, I think we're healed enough that we can finally go and have lunch. Um, <laughs> and Dave and I were supposed to meet for lunch, and then you guys got all the, the COVID madness. Oh, uh, okay. David, you know, he goes, no, you've got the crud, and you stay away from me. A <laughs> good, wise choice. <laughs> can we, um, unless, do you have something you want to say right away, or would you, you want to go into Romans right away? Okay, uh, I'd like something to say, because okay, it's cool. not real. Uh the beginning part when he talks about the weakness of Sarah and Abraham. And yeah. I, I, we hear that story a lot, how old they were when they finally um, got the child. Mm -hmm. And the scripture describes how when Abraham went and told this prophecy to Sarah, she just like rolled over laughing. Like that's the most ridiculous thing I've ever heard. Uh, but it, when you think about it, even in our case, even for my case, like asking my Lord to have, you know, a fairy tale marriage like I never had and wanted as a little girl for him to grant it in my 50s is it's not to the extreme of Sarah and Abraham, but it is believing God for the impossible. It's believing in God that you are who he says you are. And I think that's such an important thing to remember and to remember it's at your weakest point. So when she, when he laughs and says that, you know, she probably looked at him and said, you're frail, you're old, you're weak. What could you possibly be, cap be capable of? And it's in that stage in life that he became the father of all the nations through faith. He didn't actually physically do anything, but he believed. It was all the steps he took after that made him this great prophet. But in the beginning, it was just believing. And so uh, the apostle Paul has this great passage of scripture where he says, I like where he has this frustration where he talks about, I do not do the things I'm commanded to do. And I do the things I'm commanded not to do. And I cannot stop. And he says, but Lord, and then God gave him a thorn in his side. And he said, I prayed three times to have it removed. And the Lord refused. And he said, your, your, my power is made perfect in your weakness. Mm -hmm. And then Paul responds by saying, therefore, I will boast of my weakness all the more. So the more we can admit to our own shortcomings and weakness and limitations, the greater is the strength of God to work through us. And I think that's such an important message for all of us. I mean, Smith is hyper-focused on healing, which is great. A lot of people need healing in their lives, but we have to think of it beyond only physical healing. And it's healing our hearts. It's healing our minds. It's bringing us into right standing with family and relationships, our children, a spouse, uh, Pastor Jack last night was talking about um, the power of God to change lives. And especially, you know, once you um, achieve salvation and he's, and he made a joke about marriage and people he's like, well, what about you that aren't married? And a bunch of people giggled and said, oh, what if we don't ever want to be married again? And he's like, well, you know, God may have, you know, may maybe God's calling you to singleness. He's like, but if you're called to be married, be open to that at whatever stage in life you are in. And I think that's an important message because I think a lot of people have resolved themselves if they're in their 50s or 60s that they can't get married again. And that's not true. That's not true. And so we're living proof of that. Yeah. Well, David's not 60, but it's just shocking that he got married again. <laughs> <laughs> Sorry, you're just there. Pick up. Um, what, what I'm wondering, though, is when 
when Sarah looks at him and says, I've never, I never saw anybody so thin and weak and helpless in my life. So we don't know if she actually said this because this isn't in scripture. But I think he's just it's, trying it's to be dramatic. <laughs> yeah, I think he's. But do you think he's so, she thinks he, he's so thin and weak that he can't even do the intimate part. Even is that, the and, and, and that's actually <laughs> intimated in the Bible, really? That he, yeah, that he didn't think he had seeds left that would swim. <laughs> she didn't Bible. believe her womb was fertile to yeah. carry a baby, and he didn't believe he had swimmers left. I thought it was dead. I mean, he was, he was 100, <laughs> you know, so rightfully so, he thought it was dead. I mean, you know. <laughs> so i mean and people hear the stories of the bible and they're like well that happened a thousand years ago or two thousand years ago and they think that time has passed but the lord is still on the throne he's still doing the miraculous mm. he does it every day we just have to believe <laughs> even when it comes to that yes i don't know if you want to believe that you're gonna have a child at 100 mm. but whatever your dream is mm. whatever your hopes are the turn this around, unfortunately, is that we have a friend. Um, I'm not going to say his name right now because I'm not sure if he's made it public or not, but he's had cancer for, he oh. suffered from cancer for a very long period of time. And he's so, had so, so many bouts with it in stage 120 coming, rounds of chemo. 120 rounds of chemo, stage four. And they just, they didn't expect him to live. And yet he made it through those uh, series of treatments. And then we just learned uh, today, this morning, that he has it again cancer and, so sad um, yes, he starts chemo tomorrow so uh unfortunately I don't, again i don't want to say his name but um you just pray for our friend god knows who he is and uh he's a believer uh, uh such uh, faith wow i mean i just listening to him he had a, the cancer similar to my father's and uh my father gave up in 48 hours of course he's half his age but mm -hmm just his will to live and to believe that he'll be healed over and over again. Um, so God willing, he will have that same miraculous outcome. The message I sent him back is that, you know, I, I know that God, God has, has him in his hands. And uh, I'm just sad that he has to go through the, the to live as Christ, to live as Christ and to die as gain. Yeah. So either way he's blessed. Yes. Um, so I pray for him and it's healing, but this, this devotional, that's the first thing I thought of that. Um, Yes. And he's, he's blessing so many other people's lives right now. Everything that he's been through, he's using it for the goodness of God. Yes. In every in the exact way that you can you can be using it. Um, all right, let's go to Romans four. If that's okay. Absolutely. So Romans four is the um, story of Abraham. The scripture reading. What then shall we say that Abraham, our father, has found according to the flesh? For if Abraham was justified by works, meaning good deeds, he has something to boast about, but not before God. For what does the scripture say? Abraham believed God and it was accounted for him as righteousness. Not to him who works, the wages are not counted as grace, but as debt. But to him who does not work, but believes on him who justifies the ungodly, his faith is accounted for righteousness. Just as David also describes the blessedness of the man to whom God imputes righteousness apart from works. Blessed are those whose lawless deeds are forgiven and whose sins are covered. Blessed is the man to whom the Lord shall not impute sin. And again, this is David foreshadowing the arrival of Jesus. Does this blessedness then come upon the circumcised only or upon the uncircumcised also? For we say that faith was counted to Abraham for righteousness. How then was it accounted? While he was circumcised or uncircumcised? Now while circumcised, but while 
not while circumcised, but while uncircumcised. So his faith came before the command of circumcision came. And he received the sign of circumcision, a seal of the righteousness of the faith, which he had while still uncircumcised, that he might be the father of all those who believe, though they are uncircumcised, that righteousness may be imputed to them also, and the father of circumcision to those who are not only of the circumcision, but also who walk in the steps of the faith, which our father Abraham had while still uncircumcised. For the promise that he would be the heir of the world was not to Abraham or to his seed through the law, but through the righteousness by faith. For if those who are of the law are the heirs, faith is made void and the promise has no effect because the law brings about wrath. For there is no, when there is no law, there's no transgression. Therefore, it is a faith that it might be according to grace so that the promise might be sure to all the seed, not only to those that are of the law, but also to those who are of the faith of Abraham, who is the father of us all. As it is written, I have made you the father of many nations. In the presence of him who believed God, who gives life to the dead and calls those things which do not exist as if they did, who contrary to hope in hope believed, so that he became the father of many nations, according to what was spoken, so shall your descendants be. And not being weak in faith, he did not consider his own body already dead. He was about 100 years old and the deadness of Sarah's womb. He did not waver at the promise of God through unbelief, but was strengthened in faith, giving glory to God and being fully convinced that what he had promised, he was about able to perform. There goes his performance. And therefore, it was accounted to him for righteousness. Now, it was not written for his sake alone that it was imputed to him, but for us. It shall be imputed to us who believe in him who raised up Jesus, our Lord, from the dead, who was delivered up because of our offenses and was raised because of our justification. And so I told you this, this Romans, the Lord, when I first came to faith, um, took me uh, verse by verse, word by word through Romans and Acts. And the importance of this scripture, people wonder, well, why is he so focused on circumcision? And it's because he was a Pharisee. He was a, he was a master of the law of the Jews. Mm-hmm. And at the time, there was a whole cotter, a group of the Pharisees and the, and the Jews that had come to Christ saying, yes, 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 to the Greeks. Yes, we understand you have faith in the Messiah, Jesus. He is the Messiah, but you need to get circumcised because he didn't come to abolish the law. He fulfilled the law and was basically forcing grown men to get circumcised. Mm-hmm. And it was freaking people out. <laughs> so yeah, I understand why. can you imagine? No modern day anesthesia. <laughs> and so Paul goes to this very deep analysis of understanding that Abraham was imputed by faith because he believed before the command of circumcision came. And that same faith is imputed to the Gentiles when they believe in Christ, because it is by faith that we receive grace and salvation. It is not by our works. And um, he just keeps going over this one to discourage the Pharisees and the Gentiles who are trying, who think that they need to be circumcised, but giving us that example through uh, Abraham, why this is so. And we have some discussion as to circumcision. You don't need to always look at it as to with cutting the skin off the tip of a man's penis, that it's also considering... Well, he goes through that, the circumcision of the heart, that the circumcision of the body is not as important as circumcision of the heart. But here he's referring to the physical circumcision. Okay. Hi, Jan. Hello, Jan French. You? On 113. 
Those who were not, who were born, not of blood, not of the will of the flesh, nor of the will of man, but of God. And again, of above. Timothy 3.15. And this is Apostle Paul describing Timothy. And that from childhood, you have known the holy scriptures, which are able to make you wise for salvation through faith, which is in Christ Jesus. And that's another important point is that he's saying you come to faith often in an instant, but it don't pay attention to whether you feel it. And that's another thing Pastor Jack talked about last night, that he's like, when he accepted Christ, he didn't have the goosebumps. He wasn't crying. He was actually, he said it actually agonized him for months because he couldn't understand why he didn't feel anything. And as Smith is reiterating that it's not about feeling your salvation, it's believing your salvation. And it's reading the scripture that affirms that for you. And uh, on my show today, actually, I did this really cool show, uh, our Remnant Rising episode this week, which is about Islamic eschatology. So I was refuting uh, the tenets that are in Islamic uh, end times prophecy and comparing it to Christianity. And then, and I was describing to her that when I came to faith too, it was like, it was hearing the voice of God and just knowing with all certainty that it was, it was him. And then having to work backwards uh, through scripture to, to convince myself in my heart and mind, because as a former Muslim, we talk about all the time that, that Christians are polytheists. So there's this gigantic fear that you're going to become like a, a polytheist worshiping multiple gods if you become a Christian. Yeah. So the Lord is basically bringing me to that certainty of faith through his word. And that's what he does uh, for people. And that's what that verse is telling Timothy is that it's your command of scripture that solidifies your faith. Here uh, in the... This is, um, God wants us to know that there is no limitation with him, and he wants to bring us to a place where there will be no limitation in us. This state would be brought up about by the working of the omnipotent in the human body, working mm. in this continuum. So it goes back to that, knowing that Christ lives inside of us with this unlimited power. Exactly. The only, only limitation is us. <laughs> Exactly. Um, but uh, that's, a, that's just a tall order. Right? I mean, we're constantly limiting ourselves. I'm constantly limiting myself. Yes, I need to. Oh, yeah. Well, because you look at things in your life from the big to the small and say, I don't, I, I don't, I don't see a way out of this. I don't see a way out of this hole. Uh, whatever the hole may be. And the point is, you're not supposed to see it. You hand it over. That's why he says, you know, come to me and I will give you rest. You hand your burden over to the Lord and allow him to work through it. It's not necessarily the outcome that you expect. It may not go the way you think it's going to go, but there is always rest and joy that comes from handing it over to him and believing he's going to take care of it. it, it I mean, it's, it's really hard because, you know, I get people on my, on my social media calling me a loser. That was funny. (laughs) I go, wait a minute. I got omnipotence. All right. I try to explain to them. Don't you know I got unlimited power? How can a loser, right? Like me, Andy Falco, be a loser? Right. I try to explain it. They don't understand. They don't get it. I don't know what that's all about, but um, 
Yeah, loser Maybe it was yesterday. <laughs> hey, Geneva. Geneva knows. Geneva was there last night at the uh, Placentia Robles School District uh, non-school board meeting. Once before we not door meeting, but it's just um, yeah. I mean, we got some. But remember, the Lord says, if they hate you, they hated me first. I know. And that's what I, I just enjoy. It. I mean, really, the, the thing is, I, I, what is it about me that I enjoy <laughs> Enjoy that? The so masochistic much. side of you. I don't know. I don't know. I'm not quite sure what that is. I think it's your upbringing. People always ask me all the time that because uh, I got these other guys, you know, these other guys on my social. This is even another guy. I got a third now that apparently just loves me like crazy. Um, knows a lot about me, but I'm, I don't even know who these people are. And I got to say, I'm the exact opposite. Hmm. I will peace out you as soon as delete them. I delete oh, them. No. I actually don't I have fun. I actually don't have any people. I am in an echo chamber on my Facebook. <laughs> an absolute echo chamber. Either the, I love she them or they love me. me. Of being in an echo chamber. Yeah, no, but you uh, you have a, a couple of those, as Jan calls them, cyber bullies, and you just love to engage them. Right. I am not interested. Not only that, but I have this thing about. Um, and honestly, it's, it's happened since uh, I came to Christ where, mm. yeah, because I used to be like you, I used to love a good fight. And now I just, I just don't want to tolerate it. I just have no time for it. None. I like it, I like it even more now because it allows me to show a new side of myself. Mm. I mean, I enjoy it way more now than I did even before. So before I used to come back with some, you know, smart ass remark. Now it may be smart ass, but it's more from a point of reserved like, <laughs> of sharing of sharing scripture. The last couple of comments, I've been able to share scripture with these people and uh, and tell them, hey, you know, I'm a I'm a flawed man. I'm a sinner. You're actually you're absolutely right. And they go, you're a hypocrite. Yeah, I know. <laughs> <laughs> I know. And what's great is the scripture talks about it. And the Bible talks about it. God God sent His Son down here because of that reason. Now Amen. I'm trying to be better. As you can see through my response and my comments, but uh, it, it really points out. And I've talked to my kids about this too, about bullying. I said, you know, I told them, I said, bullying only happens if you accept their bullying. And they're going to say a ton of stuff. It says more about them than it says about you. And, oh, and talked sure. about that. And so just, um, you know, in the, and I talked about in the case of what I have happening with me, I tell them is that it means that I'm, I'm doing something on one level. If you look at it in, in the right context, that sometimes it means you're doing the right thing is that you are you face persecution and you're, yeah. and you're, and as long as you're, you're speaking truth, you can only say this if you're, if you're speaking truth. And I, and I feel confident that we're speaking. Truth. We have science behind us. We have facts behind us when it comes to the stuff we're talking about. And, oh, sure. Um, at the school board means that kind of stuff. And it just offends people. Yes. And you tell them, and I won't say, then give me, give me what it is that you think will support your position. And then, then they come back, you're a loser. <laughs> what, because I asked you to tell me the proof. Um, and, and that's never seems to happen. But I, but I just coming back to the devotional, it, part of that comes from my faith in God and, and knowing that the truth is in, in the Bible. And it, it talks about it, you know, in the scripture. And it's helpful to have that humility of knowing that you're a wretched sinner because then it doesn't sting. Yeah. Then the insults don't sting. Someone's like, you're such a liar or you're a hypocrite. You used to be one thing. So yeah, absolutely. I did used to be wretched human being. <laughs> you know, and I still am occasionally. I try to be less so than I was right. five years ago, but I still am. 
And I would tell the kids, I tell them stories. I said, you know, you know what, what it's like when you when you arrest somebody, an angry person you know, that's got caught, and now you have them in the back of your police car with handcuffs on. Do you know how many insults you get between the drive of, <laughs> of where you arrested them and by the time you get them into the jail, and uh, how many times they spit, you know, at the at you from behind? I've been spit at. I can't tell you a hundred wow. times. That's they're, character building. They're, they're spitting, and they, you know, no wonder they put that f you and. I, and I am, I've never slammed on the brakes when they are getting ready to spit. I've never done that. So, you know, <laughs> that's the old Andy that would have done that uh, if, if he would have thought of it. But you, it was the old Andy driving the it car. It was the old Because <laughs> it's plexiglass, right? It's, plexiglass. it's got these little tiny breathing holes in there. Oh, Thank so some of it gets through. A little bit. It just kind of drips down on the other side. But okay. um, yeah, they yell and scream and throw Sorry about that. I went off on a whole another tangent. So I, I think about that when somebody, you know, who doesn't have the gut, at least they, they were doing it to my face or the back of my head, usually. Um, the people like the cyber bullies, they-, they But they're identified. No, I don't you know. know yes. Yeah. These people don't even live. I mean, the other two don't even live in the same state as me. Ah, okay. So, but their names are real. Yes. Okay. But they, they wouldn't, uh, I doubt that they would ever come to my face and do it. No. Pretty that I think, I think they're pretty much not- I don't know. I told you I've been places Not where they can, they'll, they'll, they come up and <laughs> they get in your face. <laughs> so, I, you know, oh my gosh, never know. Thank you, Geneva. Geneva was amazing too. There, I mean, the people we I've seen, and I'm just going back to the school board meeting, is that because we are supported by facts and truth and science, you see that now that we have this this group of people, and we we um, even had a prayer last night, which we've never had at nice. a school board meeting. Um, we, uh, at a moment, it was more of a moment of silence today, but we were asked to pray during our moment of silence. <laughs> I know, but it was, it was, it's okay. And we had a pledge of allegiance and that kind of stuff, but it's, um, it's really neat to see some of the people begin to come out. You have people that have never spoken publicly before stand up now because of uh, how important it is Great. to fight for your kids, to fight for what is right, for fight for what, um, facts are that we're fighting for our kids. Absolutely, um, and then again, I think that um, if we can come back to the emotional somehow, is that um, is that knowing that God is with you, and that, that omnipotent amount of you know super quality, superhuman yes. qualities that we have with God's help, that can't be hurt. And I want to pray for. Uh, I would like, if you wouldn't mind, because you do it so well, just pray for our friend who has got the. The news that he's got more cancer in mind absolutely before we sign off unless there's something else you want to nope. talk about before we leave and if all you will join us in this prayer that would be amazing because I, I really love this guy but we don't want to say his name so okay dear lord we um present your son to you who you know very well and all the good works that he's done to call people to you and to bring them healing and uh, to heal their bodies through medicinal uh, products that he offers and, and other kinds of ways in which he uplifts your sons and daughters and those that aren't of faith that he tries to draw near to you. And we ask that you provide a supernatural healing in the way in which you have done in the past for all of the believers that you heal in the most miraculous ways. We ask for that supernatural touch in his body for the sake of his blood that runs through his veins, for the sake of his faith and his family and all those who depend on him and rely on him. Lord, 
another time. We're asking you to do it another time and heal his body completely for the cancer. Give him life, good health, joy, and, and all the things that come to the believers who put their trust in you, Lord. And anyone else who's listening unto the sound of my voice now or in the future that has an ailment in their body, Lord, heal them. We ask in the name of Jesus Christ, our Lord and Savior, your son, that you sacrifice so that we may be saved and redeemed, that you heal them and that you provide a supernatural protection over your sons and daughters and that you call those who hear the sound of your voice, that you call them closer to you, Lord, and that you bring them into the family, that you bring them into the family of the royal priesthood, the sons and daughters, the army of Christ, Lord, and that all, all that will be called in these last days, Lord, to you, we ask that you call them now. We are so grateful for our salvation, to the, for the opportunity to worship you freely in this country. Bless our children, bless our, bless our communities, our families, our loved ones. And it's in the mighty name of Jesus that we pray. Amen. <clears throat> um, just, just in case you haven't heard yet, important news. I actually have two bits of news. Okay. The first one is your article's out. Yes. And if you go to christianpost.com, and it's a very important one. Uh, Geneva uh, was there last night. I'm not sure if anybody else was on that was there last night. Um, as I, I read uh, a portion of your article, thank you uh, to the crowd and gave you full credit. I didn't take credit, just so you know. <laughs> <laughs> and uh, the full article is out on the Christian Post. Go there. Uh, it's uh, it was it came out of a show that we did a few days ago uh, about suicide happened to come up in the in the discussion. The devotional not about suicide, but. Somehow we got on the topic of suicide it's and out of that, yeah, out of that uh, show, um, you wrote an article, which is yes. um, necessary and important article. Um, everybody should be aware of what's happening. In the world. It is a travesty. We are not looking at this as a, as a country uh, deeper. We should be totally over the COVID stuff. Just, that's well, I mean, it should have priority. It's like the war on drugs. It's like all the other national campaigns against smoking, whatever, it may be opiate, the war against opiates and opiate addiction is how could we not be addressing suicide on a national level? And I mentioned in the article, it seems like this administration is tone deaf because they instead use the national pandemic of suicide as an opportunity to talk about gun control. And I was like, you know, before we talk about the weapon of choice that people are choosing, should we just get to the root causes, which is COVID hysteria, um, violence on social media, our kids being in dysfunctional families, abuse, all these other like real bad social problems that have only gotten worse during COVID. Mm -hmm. 6,600 kids died last year alone. Yes. I mean, from suicide. That's just horrific. 300 unhealthy kids. And I'm not saying that in a bad way. I'm just saying 300 unhealthy kids died of COVID. Not one healthy kid died of COVID. They are yeah. the ones that passed. Un unfortunately, either had some type of cancer or, di or diabetes, or they were um, had obesity and some other issues that went wrong. And again, it's not they deserve to die. I'm just saying you had 300 that we knew were unhealthy. That we should have been protecting those, but not masking all the healthy kids. Considering not one has died. And you look at suicide. Six thousand six hundred children have died of died of suicide in 2020, and not and we're doing nothing about that. There's no outrage and and and, and you know you know. The, taking that those hundreds of billions of dollars that were used for COVID relief 
which they weren't being used for COVID relief. They were using for CRT training. They didn't take any of that and decide, you know what, we had 6,600 kids die of suicide. Maybe we should be taking that, some of that money in and putting some psychologists and some psychiatrists in the schools. They, yes. Nobody thought of that. The 6,600 children dying. I'm just kidding. And then you mask the kids so the teachers can't do the job of what they've done over the years. And that is identify kids that have problems. Right. Now we're masking them. You can't see the sadness or the, the, un, um, the weird, you know, overly happiness. I mean, there's all kinds of things. Manic. Identify, manic. Uh, behaviors that come that comes to children and now it's being masked and the children and the teachers are not one of those reporting parties of suicide and if you get a chance in my article click the first link which is the report from the surgeon general which is a great report actually really useful information on what the average community member can do because he basically calls on the entire country as neighbors parents teachers everybody needs to uh, do their part and instead of following the Surgeon General's guidelines for how to deal about suicide, the White House puts out a policy about gun control. It's like it's the weirdest. It's as if the emperor has no clothes. Like he doesn't hear the pulse of the country. And even his own attorney, uh, Surgeon General, he was like, this is a problem. And we need to deal with the root causes of this problem. And instead, we focus on an issue that's extremely divisive. I um, mean, there's probably no more contentious an issue than the Second Amendment. And rightfully so. So it's just that that approach is so divisive when nine out of 10 American voters across party lines believe we should be tackling suicide and mental illness. I put the link to Hedia's uh, article in the comments. If you don't see it, just go to, uh, uh, um, I'll reach out. <laughs> go to christianpost.com and type in Hedia's name and, or it's right there in the middle too on the, on the homepage. For, uh, the link is in the comments. So, so important. Um, and on a lighter note, um, uh, the other important news that I was going to say, and I got, and I, and I think it's important to talk about what we just talked about, and that is that um, so, so we are one of the top five recommended podcasts for people to listen to in 2022. That's amazing. It's just like, wow, it's one of the top five <laughs> podcasts. In the world, according to the according Christian, Christian Post. Post, who you write for, <laughs> I don't think that has anything to do with <laughs> no, it. <laughs> no, but we're one of the top five. And so, what you need to do is you need to get the Edify app. Now, you can listen to it on Spotify, you can listen to it on iHeartRadio, but we really would prefer that you go to, oops, wrong direction, that you go to the Edify app. And uh, I'm going to play this little commercial and we'll be right back right after this little bit of information. This podcast is part of the Edify Podcast Network. Edify is a faith-inspiring app that brings together thousands of the best Christian podcasts in one place for your listening enjoyment. Cut through the noise and grow your faith by diving into the world's top Christian podcasts today. Download the Edify app for free from the App Store or Google Play or by going to edify.app. That's E-D-I-F-I dot app. E-D-I-F-I dot app. Yeah, so back <laughs> it really does sound like a nighttime radio <laughs> show so how do you hello your thoughts on what makes a man come on we're doing the <laughs> you know, what makes a man yes. first of all it's biological first step mm-hmm. uh to lead to strength kindness compassion 
uh, ability to lead his family, love God with all your heart, mind, and soul. Yes. Not yet. Yeah, what well, makes I a mean, woman? I don't know what makes a man. <laughs> what makes a woman? <laughs> that was an easy out. Come on, I had to think on my feet. <sighs> well, I did not know this until I met you. But intelligence. Thank you. Uh, a sense of humor. Oh, you're also impossible to be with me. <laughs> True. And uh, your honesty, although it took me a while to get used to it, <laughs> is it's it's so important for our relationship. Oh, thank you. I never not know where you're coming from. <laughs> uh oh. So good. And of course, a believer in God. Amen. Uh, that's first. Uh, and smoking hot. That's. <laughs> Oh, the music's on. <laughs> All right. So we're done with that music. All right. Thank you, folks, for that. <laughs> Thank you for staying tuned. How, what do you guys think? Should we do a a, a relationship show like that? Oh, my goodness. That felt a year so... in. A year in. Yeah. You and I are going to be giving oh, relationship advice. Hey, we know how not to run, run a relationship. <laughs> I think that's what we should call it. How not to run a relationship. <laughs> so we're going to do it by process of exclusion. <laughs> So we're still trying out this new methodology, so stay tuned, folks. But we know how not to do one. Yes. You never know. Might be yes. It's like Edison. That's one famous thing they talk about Edison, about inventing the light bulb, is that they asked him about what, what was the key to you inventing the light bulb. He goes, because I discovered a thousand ways. I don't know what the exact number was. I discovered a thousand ways not to invent the light bulb. <laughs> That's how he got to the light bulb. But uh, I think... I'm, we got something. Geneva gave us hearts. I don't know if that was while we were talking. Or uh, no, I, I think the, the laughing, the laughing faces. Is a... <laughs> Come on. Every time Andy says this, I, I really get embarrassed because I think to myself, for people that have been married 20, 30 years <laughs> to get married, I'm like, to listen to us would be comical. <laughs> no, the other one's oh, much better. So I was like, so what did you dream last night? Yes. <laughs> Let's look at your dream. Now, my dream was I was on a cloud, and I was running through the cloud. I thought we were going, we were signing off. Oh. I want to, I want to test out these different show ideas. Um, I'm just spitballing. Okay. <laughs> Come on. Let's, see what this, let's just see what this one is. Uh, oh. <laughs> what are you getting? What are you getting? <laughs> give, me, give me something. <laughs> I'm trying new dance moves? Yes. Jazzercise. All right, everybody, clap your hands. Come on. Remember, this is a podcast. Oh, you want to see this? Right. I was just taking off my shirt for those of you on the podcast. <laughs> All right, we've had enough. You guys have had enough of this. I'm so sorry. Jan French has been married for 46 years. Jan, Jan's going to teach the class. Wow. Well, we can have her on as a guest. Yes. And uh, she can give us... Because we'll be dead before we reach that point. <laughs> we will no, never. Have up... Jan, Jan, we, Andy and I will never be married as long as you, no true. matter what we do. I've always fashioned myself after Abraham. I don't ever want to live that long. <laughs> I don't. I don't. I, I need to meet Jesus. I can't. I can't wait that long.
46 years. That's phenomenal. Yes, I had kids when I was like a hundred. Yeah. <laughs> All right, my friends, we're going to the chop house there in Brea. Uh, if anybody's in the neighborhood, come on by, stop by and say hi. <laughs> uh-huh. The chop house. Thank you, everyone. So good. God bless you. We love you guys. Have a wonderful evening. Thank you for putting up with us tonight. We got a little silly. We? <laughs> I just didn't See? push the end button. See? That's what I was talking about. <laughs> my yeah. my quippy sense of humor and my honesty. Yeah. So let us know what you think if we should do one of those nighttime relationship uh, shows about intimacy. <laughs> what? That would be, oh, we should. Christian intimacy what? show. The Christian intimacy. Why not? Christians have intimacy. Of course they do. And we can talk about it. He talks about it in the Bible. Did you ever read the Songs of Solomon? You read that? We can just read that and it'll be I love censored. my husband. All right. We love you guys. Bye. Yeah, wait, wait. One more comment. Let's see. Oh, enjoy. <laughs> Thank you. I hope Jenny. you're referring to the chop house. And not, well, I mean, either. All right. We got to go. Love you guys. God bless. Bye. Bye.